Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Satan tries to come to get you to question your identity, to question who you are, so that you go through life just wandering and, and, and going just, just going from place to place and wasting time. God, my friend, doesn't want you to waste any more time, but God wants you to understand today who you are, where, what he's called you to be, where, what he's called you to do. He wants you to understand your purpose. See, we, we go through life searching for purpose our whole lives, trying to figure out, but well, what am I supposed to be doing? Why am I here? But I, I assure you today, my friend, that God has a purpose for you being here. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website, at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Hello, and welcome to today's service on the Kingdom Rock Network. My name is Reverend James Richardson, and I'm excited to share the Word of God with you today. This is an exciting day. The, uh, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me will bless His holy name. And we have a word of word in the house for you today. I want to talk to you today, and we're going to be coming from the book of Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. So you can go there with me today as we explore the word of God. And here in, in the NIV version, starting at verse 1, it says, Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you're the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you're the Son of God, he said, Throw yourself down, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, it is written, do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor and all, all this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan. For it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him and the angels and the angels came and attended to him. And I want to talk to you today from the subject, identity, who are you? Identity, who are you? All of us, while we're on this planet Earth, yearn to know and understand our purpose. We want to know why we're here what we're supposed to be doing. People are searching for identity. They ask the question every day. Some ask the question, who am I? We all want to know that question, who am I? Well, my friends, I plan to give you some answers as we explore the word of God today. You see, here in the scriptures, in the scripture, it tells us that Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Now listen, it didn't say that he was led by the devil. It didn't say that he went on his own. 
The Bible says that he was led by the spirit, which means God led him into the wilderness to be tempted. And so what does that mean? It means that sometimes God will allow us to go through something. He will allow us to go through something. And why is that? Because God wants to get the best out of you and me. So sometimes God will lead you into some places. The wilderness is a place where it's a lonely place. It's a place where you're all alone by yourself. Jesus was in the wilderness by himself. The disciples were not with him. But Jesus was in the wilderness by himself. And he was being tempted. But it was because God was trying to get the best out of him. You understand? See, if you're always with the crowd, you will only go as far as the crowd goes. So sometimes you got to separate yourself from the crowd so that you can go higher, so that you can go further, my friend. And this is what God is doing. He wants to get the best out of us because I believe that God did not create us to be average. But I believe that we were made to be extraordinary. You understand? What is extraordinary? It's when God takes something that is ordinary and he adds his extra to it and it becomes extraordinary, extraordinary. So it's when God takes us, little old ordinary us, and we add God to it. And instead of one plus one equals two, one plus one equals five. You understand? He puts his extra with our ordinary, and we become extraordinary. So this is why God allows us to go through things sometimes. He allows us to be tempted because he's trying to get the best out of us. But the one thing that stood out to me in the, in the text is, is how Satan questioned Jesus. It was how he questioned him. It, it stood out to me. It stuck out to me. I said, why would Satan question Jesus in that manner? You see, he said to him, Two times, if you're the son of God, if you're the son of God, why would he question him that way? Because I believe that Satan was trying to get Jesus to question his identity. And why is that? Because if Jesus would ever have questioned his identity, he would not be able to do what God had called him to do. Listen to this. We must realize that Jesus, when he was on the earth, listen, Jesus was fully human, he, but at the same time, fully divine. He came from heaven. He was a spiritual being having a human experience. But listen, Jesus had skin and bones just like you and I. Jesus felt pain. How do, you, how do we know this? How do we know this? I want to I go to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15. It says here in verse 15, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. You see, the high priest, any, any man or person that was a high priest he had to be able to empathize with the weaknesses of the people. He had to be able to understand the weaknesses of the people. So this scripture lets us know that Jesus is talking about Jesus. We don't have a high priest who is not able to understand our weaknesses, but he was tempted just as we are. So Jesus, just like you, he, he knows what it is to go through something. He knows what it is to be disappointed. He knows what it is to feel failure. He knows what it is to feel betrayal. 
and it, it's, it's not like he had some kind of supernatural power that, that just, you know, where he wasn't able to feel the pain of what he was going through. A lot of times when people look at Jesus, they say, oh, he went on the cross, he endured, and he went through all these things, but he was Jesus. And they think he had some kind of supernatural power to, uh, to avoid pain or something. But Jesus was fully human, and he went through the same things that we went through. And he had a, but he, he, the Bible says that he did not sin. The powerful thing about it is that through his temptation, the word of God says that he did not sin. And even now, as, even now as, as a church, we're on a 21-day fast. And listen, the one, one, of the, one of the benefits of fasting is that it creates a hunger for God. So when Jesus was in that wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights fasting, God was creating a hunger in him because that's what God wants out of us. God wants to create hunger in you, you and me, my friend, because he wants us to understand our purpose. He wants us to understand that. So Jesus was fully human as you and I are, but the only difference was he was not born into sin and shaped in iniquity. He was born from the seed of a divine God. You understand? So Jesus being full, being in his fleshly body, Satan thought just maybe he will question his identity. Just maybe I can get the son of God to question his identity. That's what he was thinking. Maybe I can get him to question who he is, especially since he's in this weakened state from fasting. So Satan came to him and said, if you're the son of God, but Jesus was sure of his identity. He was sure because he was full of the word of God. Each time when Satan said to him, if you're the son of God, Jesus said, it is written. He said it twice. It is written. And he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. How was Jesus able to respond to Satan so quickly with the word of God? Well, I'll tell you how, because the word of God was in Jesus already. He was full of the word of God. And if you're going to be able to stand against the enemy, we have to be full of the word of God. So when the enemy tries to come in like a flood, we can respond with the word of God. We don't have to stand there and cry. We don't have to bow down to him, but we can stand against him and say, the word of God says this, Satan. When you try to come and make me question my identity, I'm going to come back at you with the word of God. I'm full of the word of God so the enemy will not be able to take me down. The enemy, when he tries to come and tempt me, I will stand against him with the word of God because that's what he wants to do. He wants to make us question our identity. I believe that this is one of the number one uh, tools that the Satan uses to try to get us to fail is to make us question our identity. You know, many times we're looking for identity and purpose in the wrong places you know, and the wrong people. We want to be like this celebrity or this influencer or this person or this superstar, you know? People have, you know, I, I've seen shows where people have plastic surgery and stuff just to try to look like someone. I've seen shows like that, that people uh, have a plastic surgery because they want to look like this particular person or that particular person. They have like four or five, six plastic surgeries, getting their nose changed, getting their eyes changed, getting their lips changed and their facial structure changed because they want to look like somebody else because they don't know their identity. And even, I've seen it, even after all of those surgeries and stuff, they still don't look like the person. 
Because God created us all to be authentic. I believe that. And so a lot of times what we do is we work so hard trying to fit into this group or trying to fit into that. But God made you authentic. The way he created you, he created us in his image and his likeness. And we're all authentically made to be who we're called to be. No matter what size we are, how tall we are, how short we are, what, how dark or light we are, whoever we are, we're all made exactly how God created us to be. And so there are even those that feel lost, feel rejected and thrown away. The devil comes to tell us to tell you that you don't matter. What are you here for? Nobody cares about you. He tempts some with even suicidal thoughts sometimes. And but don't even don't feel bad about that, because even Jesus was tempted with suicidal thoughts. Even in this scripture, Satan came to Jesus and said, if you're the son of God, he told him in verses Matthew chapter 4 and verse 5, Jesus uh, told, uh, Satan said to Jesus, if you're the son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, he will give his angels charge over you. So he was trying to get Jesus to take his own life. You understand? The son of God, Satan was trying to get him to take his own life. There must have been some reason why Satan was so bent on trying to get Jesus to, to just question his identity and take his own life. He came at him three times with three different temptations. But Jesus stood the tests. He stood because he had the word of God on the inside of him. You understand? Satan is a deceiver and a liar. Why does he want to steal your identity? Because if you don't know who you are, if you don't know whose you are, if you don't understand your worth and your value, you cannot walk in your given, God-given authority. So you see, God has given every one of his children in Jesus' name authority. He's given us authority in Jesus' name. We have divine authority in Jesus' name. So when we come under the hand of God, when we submit our lives to God, when we connect to Jesus, he gives us authority. He says, I will give you authority to walk on serpents. I will give you authority to cure diseases. I will give you authority to heal the sick. I will give you authority to preach the gospel to the poor. You understand? So God has given us divine authority. God wants you to understand your authority. And that's why Satan tries to come to get you to question your identity, to question who you are so that you go through life just wandering and, and, and going, just, just going from place to place and wasting time. God, my friend, doesn't want you to waste any more time, but God wants you to understand today who you are, where, what he's called you to be, where, what he's called you to do. He wants you to understand your purpose. See, we, we go through life searching for purpose our whole lives, trying to figure out, well, what am I supposed to be doing? Why am I here? But I, I assure you today, my friend, that God has a purpose for you being here. And he's going to use that purpose once you come into relationship with him. Once you get connected to him, he's going to show you who you are. Listen to this. Notice what happened when Jesus came out of the wilderness of temptation. Look at what he said. He said this in Luke chapter 4 and verse 14. I'm going to read this to you. It says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And good news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues and everyone praised him. He went to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, 
And on the Sabbath day, he went into the synagogue as he was, as he, as was his custom. He stood up and read the scroll of the prophet of Isaiah was handed to him. Unrolling it, he found the place where it is written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recover of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You see all of that? That's why Satan wanted Jesus to question his identity. Because when he came out of the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, he came, the Bible says he came out with power. And see, if he would have failed in the temptation of wilderness, he wouldn't have been able to come out of that wilderness with power. Satan knew that Jesus was about to begin his ministry. He knew that he was about to come out of the wilderness with power. So while he was there, he tried to tempt him to question his identity. But Jesus came at Satan with the word of God, and he did not fail the test. And when he came out, he went and he began to declare, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. You see, that's what we're here for. The same thing that Jesus was, went out to do is what God has called us to go out to do, to proclaim liberty to the poor, to proclaim uh, the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners. There are those that are out there that are prisoners, that are bound by different things, and God wants us to proclaim the good news so that the prisoners will be set free. That's what it is. This is why Satan is trying to stop us, to recover sight to the blind. And even we're talking about there are those that are blind that have scales on their eyes. You know some people that may be like this. They have scales on their eyes. They can't see. They're wandering around, wandering around in darkness. But Jesus said, I've come to set them free. I've come to bring, uh, bring so that they will be free to, to recover the sight to the blind, to recover sight to the blind. So there you have three things already. To proclaim the good news to the poor, to, pro to proclaim freedom to the prisoners, to recover sight to the blind, and to set the oppressed free. There are many of us out there that are oppressed, but God says, I want to set the oppressed free. You, you no longer have to walk around oppressed, but God says, I've come to free you. I've come to set you free. I don't want you to be oppressed anymore. I don't want you to be blind anymore. I don't want you to be poor anymore. I don't want you to be a prisoner anymore. But I have a word for you that will change your life forevermore. I don't want you to walk around not understanding who you are. But God has said, listen, I want you to understand your identity. I have a purpose for you. I'm the one that created you. I created you in my image and in my likeness. I created you with authority. I created you to be a world changer. There's something great in you. There's greatness on the inside of you. There's fire shut up in your bones. You will not be the same when you come into a divine relationship with Jesus. And listen to me. I'm not just talking about going to church Anybody can go to church. Going to church is no, no more effective than some, a, a horse going to the barn. 
A horse can go in the barn. You can go in the barn, but it doesn't make you a horse. And just going to church doesn't make you a Christian. But it's when you come into a relationship, a one-on-one personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that's when the change comes. Then when you go to church, your life can be changed among the fellowship of the believers. It's to encourage one another to grow in the Lord. And it's good to be there. But if you don't have a relationship with the one Jesus Christ, then it's all in vain. So God wants to, he wants to come in and have a one-on-one divine relationship with you so that he can show you your purpose, so that he can show you who you are, so that you can begin the ministry that he has called you to. Everybody, there's, there's purpose for your lives, and that's what he wants you to, to understand. And the last thing he said is to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. My God, there's favor out there. I don't care whether we're going through a pandemic or whatever. If you're in God's kingdom, there's favor on your life. You understand? This is a year of God's favor. I'm walking in the favor of God. I'm walking in the blessings of God. I'm walking with God's favor on my life because, we, because I'm in a divine relationship with him. I'm in a personal relationship with him. I can talk to him. I can pray to him. I can seek his face. I can go boldly before, before his throne and he'll accept me because he sees the son's blood over me. You understand what I'm saying? I can understand who I am. I don't have to walk in confusion anymore. I don't walk, have to walk in identity crisis anymore, but I can walk in purpose. I can walk in the will of God, my friends. I can walk as God has called me to walk. And I want to talk to you next time, yes, about that authority that God has given you. See, he's, he, Jesus, when Jesus came out of the wilderness, God, he, he walked in the authority of God. He, he picked up that, that scroll and read from Isaiah that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And the same spirit that was on Our our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is the same spirit that God will give us, that God has given us, I would say. He's already given it to us because when Jesus ascended, he left the spirit with us. So that same spirit that was on him is the same spirit that he left with us to walk in that will show you who you are, that will show you your purpose, that will remind you of the things that you need to be reminded of as you begin to read the word of God, as you begin to explore the word of God. But there may be some out there today, some of you who don't know who you are. You've been that one searching for your identity. You've been that one saying, who am I? You've been that one saying, what is my purpose? Why am I here? I'm just waking up every day and I feel like I'm just wasting time. I'm just going, some of you are just, some of you are just going through the motions. You're just going through the motions in life every day. You just get up and you just go to work. You're not happy. You, you probably act mean to people on your job because you're not happy with where you are in life because you don't understand your purpose. But we serve a God who wants you to understand your purpose, to understand your identity, to understand who he has created you to be. He said in his word, I stand at the door and knock. He said, open up and I will come in and I will have, and I will have a fellowship with you. He wants to come in. But Jesus is not going to kick the door down. That's not how he does it. Jesus said, open the door. Open the door. 
He said, if you open the door, I'll come in. If you open up the door to your heart, he said, I want to come in and I want to have fellowship with you. He said, I'll show you who you are. I'll show you your purpose. I'll show you how I've designed you, how I created you. And it doesn't mean that you have to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. The Bible says, for we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. None of us can look at another and say, look at him and throw a stone at that person. All of us have sinned and come short of his glory. But there's a God who says, I don't care where you've been, what you've done, how bad you think you, think you are, and how think, think, you think the things that you are are so bad. He, he doesn't care about any of that. All he's saying is he's at that door saying, hey, let me in. I want to come in. I want to have a relationship with you. So today I want to give you the opportunity to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior so that you can begin to understand your identity, so that you can begin to understand your purpose for being on this planet. And you can fulfill that purpose while you're here. And you don't have to waste any more time just wandering through life. So I want you to repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I, I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Change me. Renew me. Restore me. Refresh every part of my life. I renounce sin and I accept you as Lord and Savior. I confess you as my Lord and as my Savior. Now do a new thing in me. Lord, thank you that I will never be the same again in Jesus' name. Listen, my friend, if you prayed that prayer, if you just prayed that prayer with me, guess what? You're now a part of the family of God. You're now a part of the body of Christ. And you're asking, what do I do next? Sitting on your sofa or watching this on your cell phone, what do I do next? Well, let me tell you, if you're in our area, you can look us up, Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center here in Bremen, Georgia. If you're close to us, you can come visit us. Just look us up on the internet and you can find us there and come visit with us. If not, and if you're not comfortable, you can just continue to watch us on live stream here on the Kingdom Rock Network. And if you're in some other area or in some other country, listen, find you a Bible-believing church, a, a church that is teaching the word and get connected with other believers that are learning the word, that are growing in the word, with a man of God that is growing in the word, that's teaching the word of God. You don't have to look back now. Don't look in the rearview mirror anymore. Go forward. Don't look back at the things you did in the past. Satan will try to come and make you question your identity again, make you question that you're still that old person. No, the Bible says if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. So I'm declaring to you today that all things are new. You understand? You're a new person and walk in that fact that I am a new person. I accepted Christ into my heart and I'm a new man. I'm a new woman. I'm a new young person, whoever you are. I'm new. I've been created in the image of God now in a, in a newness. The newness has come alive in me. That thing, that spirit that was dormant in you has come to life now. 
So all you have to do is continue to walk with the Lord. And I can promise you that your life will continue to grow and change. If you were blessed by today's message, listen, you can go to kingdomrock.org and look us up there. And we want to thank you for tuning in today. We want you to have a wonderful, blessed day. Have a blessed time, and we'll see you next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.